Hello everyone, it is me, Anna. Welcome to the 21st episode of my podcast, Your Favorite Young Adult Bookworm. I hope you are all doing all right. My summer break is coming to an end and I am sad about it. I love studying, but I don't love online classes. Can't wait for this pandemic to be over. But well, this week's episode is On a Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Maas. This is book one of the series, but there is a compilation of four novellas that come before this book. I realized this uh, after reading book one. So now I need to read those before reading book two, which is extremely annoying because I want to know what happens next. I swear, when I realized this, I had an existential crisis. My boyfriend Catherine received so many voice messages of me complaining about this for an entire day. But well, there is nothing to do now. Before starting, a kind reminder to please rate, share, and subscribe to my channel and to follow me on Instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of this show. Now, let's talk about the book. Our main character, character Selena. I'm not sure about the pronunciation. I'm sorry. So, like, please ignore me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. But whatever. Now, our main character is the most famous assassin in this magical world. However, we are told something happened. And that something takes place in the novellas before this book. Someone betrayed her. And her boyfriend now is dead. And she was sent to a prison. And, like, that, and that prison is, like, terrible. Like, she, like... People normally like die pretty soon when they go there. And well, she has been living there for a year. One day, Prince Dorian of this magical world that I do not know when it takes place in time. The ladies use dresses and corsets and they go around in horses and they don't seem to have fire guns. If that helps you like imagining where in time this takes place, more or less. Like I know, like since it's not in our world, it's different, but uh like but to have an idea, you know. And well, Prince Dorian and his BFF, the captain of the guard, Cowl, not sure about the pronunciation, sorry, go get her. Dorian tells her if she accepts becoming his champion in the competition his dad is holding to name the main champion of the competition his own personal assassin, he will grant her her freedom. She bargains with him for years of work uh, as an assassin, like the assassin, and then she will be free. And I must say, Selena is so badass. Like when Cowell retrieves her, like and takes her to like whatever, like like which like um you know like Dorian was there, but like she was like like I don't know in her cell or something. And then he takes her like he is taking her to Dorian, and well he takes her up and down and then right to left and like no to so she doesn't know where he's taking her. But she is badass, like, like she goes like, this dumbass, this is insulting, he's just helping me memorize all the passages. And I was like, mm, I like this girl, I love when the main characters are badass. She's given a bedroom for the night. She takes a normal bath and wears normal clothes after a year. She's so happy about it. They set off the next day to go to the palace. The dudes do not trust her, of course. She's a little bit offended since they put shackles on her. She can ride her horse freely since she's tied to Cow's horse. But at the same time, she understands. After all, she's the world's most famous assassin. It takes a few days to get to the castle from the prison, meaning they had to camp for some nights in the woods. Those woods, though, they used to be magical. She knows it since she is an orphan of what used to be Terrasen, a magical place before Dorian's dad started conquering the world and erasing all magic. She says there, there used to be fey people, and to this I was like, mm, I like where this is heading. And then one morning she sees a, li like a lot of... Um, 
like a little footprints in her tent and there were like some flowers there too and i was like mm, suspicious i bet she's magical but she doesn't know it yet and another day she waked up early and sits outside her tent admiring the sunset and dorian sees her and he's like she's so pretty but i must remember she's an assassin i forgot to mention but she's described as really beautiful even now that she's malnourished and everything in the castle, Dorian gives her a super nice room. She's given another name just so people do not uh, know her real identity. She goes by Lady Lillian. Many of the people in the castle who do not know about the competition think she's a new special friend of the prince since he has a reputation of being quite flirty, which kind of offends Selena, who is proud of being the best assassin in the world. She's not another conquest of the prince. Dorian also gets her custom-made beautiful dresses, of course. He's quite the prince, besides he's handsome, he's tall, he has pale skin, dark hair, and sapphire blue eyes. My favorite type of guy in a book. Cal is also handsome, he's also tall, strong, he has brown hair and bronze eyes. And well, they tell her that the training begins the next day and that she can do whatever she wants with her free time, basically, which I think is pretty cool. On the first day, Cal gives her a tour of the castle and they meet Dorian there. She was being witty with Dorian and he's totally into it, of course. And well, they run into Caltain, a lady there who was able to arrive to the court thanks to Duke Parrington. She's a total gold digger and wants to marry Dorian, but Dorian does not like her at all. She gets super jealous of Selena, who does not mind following Dorian's flirting just to annoy Caltain. Cal is like, Mm, this flirting is suspicious. He later on tells Dorian to chill about it, to keep it on his pants. She is here to do a job and she is dangerous, so stop flirting with the assassin, please and thank you. The next day, Cowell takes Selena to the king. All the other champions and their sponsors were there. Selena was super dreadful of this. It was the king who sent her to the prison and who asked for her to have special treatment. Thus, the big scars that, that are on her back after being whipped and not properly healed. The king tells them all they are going to train and that there is going to be tests each week where the weakest will be eliminated and then the final four will battle to be his champion. Selena is disgusted. She must, fight all, she must fight all her way up to work for her worst enemy. But she has never been free. And she wants to be free. So, so like, uh, at a young age, she became an orphan. And she was taken by Amrin Hamel, who turned her into the deadliest assassin. But, like, she was still not free, you know? Because she had to repay him after, like, all the money he spent training her. So, like, she has never been free. And she wants to be free. The next day, their first day of training begins. All the champions introduce themselves and they all have their personal trainer too. Selena introduces herself as Lillian. She says she is the daughter of a merchant or something and that she's a jewelry robber as instructed by her personal trainer, Cal. No one takes her seriously but Cain. Duke Parrington's champion eyes her as if knowing the truth. Cowell instructs her to stay in the middle most of the time during the tests and the training with all the champions to have the element of surprise during the final battle. Reluctantly, she accepts, but she is pissed. Our girl likes to be praised. And big mood to that. 
And well, many weeks go by like this. She starts to get better at training. She's getting back in shape. Like she's the best either way, but she needed to get a little in shape, you know? And well, of course, as she gets more in shape, she starts to look more and more beautiful. And her little Prince Doria notices, and reluctantly, Cowl notices too. But the latter does not dare to accept. He's developing something for her. He keeps telling himself she's an assassin, and he tends to be kind of an ass with her most of the times. And I'm like, it's not her fault. You're falling for her, but whatever. And well, Selena starts to like him either way. She is actually kind of attracted to both of them. And as I was reading this, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like it's going to be a painful love triangle. Just like the one from the Infernal Devices from Cassandra Clare. That one destroyed me. But at the same time, it is Sarah. So I don't know. I keep hearing the girl never stays with the first boy in her series and now there are two boys so i don't know i just feel i'm going to suffer because i like both these guys and well one day she was walking with cowl around the palace and she asks him to take her to the library she loves books and she wants to borrow one but he does not let her because it is the private collection of the royal family so she sends a note to dorian asking to borrow books from there I love the note. I love she uses his title in a way that is clear she's mocking him. She's so witty. I love her. Dorian sends her then a copy of his favorite books and tells her she can borrow any book she wants. Cowell is so shocked she's actually into reading. He keeps forgetting she's just 18 years old. But he needs to remind himself she's an assassin and not a friend. Even though Selena sees him now more as a friend. In another of her promenades, they encounter Princess Nehemia of one of the territories that the king has not been able to conquer yet. She was being escorted by Caltain. Selena speaks the prince's language, since her prison mates were mostly rebel rebels from those lands, so she speaks with her in her language, and everyone is shocked. Cowell was like, what? Well, Selena and Nehemia were making fun of all of them. It was amazing. They become friends and request uh, and like Nehemia requests Selena on walks often. They later on start to meet in secret in Selena's room after her training. So she teaches her the common language and the princess teaches her more of her own language. They meet in secret because Cowl is a party pooper and says Selena is too dangerous. It will not be appropriate. But to be honest, if she had wanted it, she will have escaped already. He needs to chill because sometimes he gives me tumbling vibes with the this is not proper or appropriate for you so annoying i swear but he is not like tumbling at all don't get the wrong idea i'm not saying this is the tumbling of this series like no and well, many weeks go by like this, but then some of the champions start to be murdered, mostly before the tests. Cowell is investigating what is happening, but he has no clue. Around the corpses, there are some weird magical marks. Selena had seen them in the garden in front of the clock tower. She had asked Nehemia if she knew about them. Nehemia, Nehemia said no, and that she should not inquire about them, but she clearly knew something about them. In the training, she starts to get close with Nox, another champion, and they get closer when, uh, well, after she saves him from dying in one of the tests. She often stays to train with him and gives him tips. Callan and Dorian are dead jealous when they interact. 
but they do not accept it. And I was like, oh boys, I know jealousy when I see it. They're like, good for her, she's making friends, good thing she's making an ally, right? But deep down, they were both dying, they are not fooling anyone. And well, there's this ball going on for on for the equinox when the veil with the other worlds is the thinnest and our main girl is not invited and she's deeply offended by it. Our girl likes parties. Nehemia wanted her to go, but party pooper Cowell and Dorian say no, so she has to stay in her room. She is awoken in the night by a breeze, but she has her windows closed. She realizes the breeze comes from the tapestry in the wall in front of her. She puts it aside and she sees there is a hidden door behind it. She gets some candles and thread to not lose her way back to her room and goes down the secret passage. Eventually, it is divided by th like in three and she goes down one path. This one leads her to the outside and she's like, LOL, I could escape if I want to, LOL, but I don't want to leave my life running, so I'm gonna stay and fight. She goes up and then through the other path, she arrives at the top floor of like the ballroom where she can see the ball. She sees that the other champions were invited and she gets so pissed. And I was like, rude, if the others are there, why wasn't she invited indeed? She sees, the, she sees then Cowell and Dorian and she's like, fuck, I better return to my room fast because Cowell had told her he was gonna bring her something from the ball so she returns back to her room. She's asleep and then Dorian enters her room and then Cowell enters also her room from the back and Cowell is like Dorian what are you doing here get out oh my gosh this is so inappropriate says the guy who is also entering her room in the middle of the night just saying oh my gosh this Scene, guys i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh the love triangle oh my gosh and well after Kyle legit kicks out dorian he kind of wakes her to give her uh the gift that he brought from the ball so a ring with an amethyst that they were giving to the ladies eh? and he snatched one for her she's like nice and she puts it on. He then leaves and he's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing myself? Oh my gosh. And I was like, he, 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 you like her. Stop being silly. Just like accepted Cal. She goes back to sleep and then she's like brought while sleep while still asleep kinda to a secret to the secret pathway through the third path this time. It is the tomb of King Gavin and his wife, uh, Queen Elena, who was half fae from Terracin. There Elena tells Selena she needs to win the competition and defeat the evil that is running in the castle. Selena is like, what the fuck? And what are you talking about? Elena tells her she has little time. The evil thingies are coming. She then gives her a necklace and tells her to run back to her room. They are coming. She does so and then goes to sleep. She thought it was a dream, but she has the pendant and she puts it on since Elena told her it will protect her. And well, many weeks go by as they had, but now Selena is making research on the magical markings in the library. She does not want to be the next to be killed. On one of her research nights, uh, nights she finds Nehemia there. She's reading an advanced book. Selena confronts her and Nehemia tells her she does speak the common language, that it was a ruse and she storms out. Selena starts suspecting her. 
Then the winter solstice is finally here. When, and well, when she wakes up, Selena, um, there is a bag full of candy from Dorian. He later on comes and gives her another gift. It is a puppy, the one he was going to euthanize for being different. But she had asked him not to. She next him fleet food. She's super happy with this gift. And I was like, oh my gosh, Dorian so cute. He's totally in love with her already. I do not know if it is before or after this that they have a little private moment when he listens to her playing the piano and they share this intimate moment where she teach uh what what like when she tells him stuff about her past and they also play pool and as a good basic guy he's he's like he flirts with her by teaching her how to play pool but she also shares some moments with Cowell. she told him some stuff about her past and he's like cute too and like he like also suffers and they're like they understand each other and well so complicated guys uh, i like love triangles make me suffer i can choose when they are both nice and cute like now sometimes i will be more team dorian and then uh, and then like cal will do something or say something and i'll be team cal Ugh, so hard and i forgot to mention but dorian noticed like noticed the ring and he was like who gave this to you and she's like someone it's none of your business and i was like insert side eye emoji he also notices the pendant and actually recognizes it and she's like no way it can be your great grannies uh like no that's impossible what are you saying don't be a dummy and he's like yeah it's probably a replica what am i saying and she's like yikes that was close and well, later on and that day in the winter solstice, she once again is not invited to the ball. But this time it is a masquerade. And since she suspects Nehemia and cares for Dorian and Cowell, she's like, I'm going. She like person like her personal mail helps her with this. She gets her address and a mask. Her guards are oblivious. She's not supposed to go and escort her. Besides, she's charming. They all like her. So they were like, yeah, let's take you to the ball. And well, she wanted to make a quiet entrance. But since she arrived late and looked like a queen, she made more of a Cinderella entrance. Dorian was like, oh my gosh, how beautiful. He was going to go to her, but Cal was faster. And she was like, fuck, he's gonna kill me. But she convinces him to let her stay. He stays next to her and everyone is wondering who is this beautiful lady next to Cal. And when and well, Cal is basically chasing away everyone who wanted to dance with her. And she's so sick of it because she wants to dance. So she tells him, dance with me. And he's like, no, that will be inappropriate. And I was like, dude, that kind of attitude won't get you the girl. And indeed, Dorian arrives and asks her to dance with him. They dance and dance. And then like when he goes get a drink, just as she entered, she made a Cinderella exit. She left without saying goodbye. When she arrives at her bedroom, Dorian was there already. He was like, you left without saying goodbye. 
rude. She lets him in into her bedroom, I believe, uh, and they kiss. I do not remember when, uh, like, if it's this scene that they kiss or if it's before or after. I don't remember. It is a little bit foggy in my brain. I read it, like, two weeks ago, and I've been procrastinating on working on my podcast. Whoopsie. But well, later on that night, she sees that there are marks underneath her bed and she's like, oh, fuck. Also, side note, Elena has been visiting her from time to time during her dreams to give her advice and more cryptic messages. And well, Selena goes exploring down the path. She thinks she's gonna catch Nehemia red-handed. Like, she thinks she's the one summoning the monsters and killing the champions. But it is Cain who is summoning the monsters, so Duke Parrington's champion. So he's summoning the monsters, killing the other champions to gain their strength and get better and better. Selena is like, oh fuck. She runs down the pathway and arrives at the tomb again, where she takes late King's Gavin's sword, so Elena's husband's sword. And she kills the monster who did manage to hurt her before like, she killed him. She makes it back to her room, uh, but she feels really, really cold. Nehemia then enters her room and, and takes her to the bathroom. Selena blacks out and wakes up later on. Nehemia cured her. Selena tells Nehemia who she really is, and Nehemia tells her that she knows um, like what the marks are and that she has been trying to kill the beasts and that the markings under her like under Selena's bed were hers to protect uh, Selena. So they are back to being besties, which made me really, really happy because I like them both. And well, before the last challenge, Selena tells Knox who she really is and that he should escape before he gets killed by the mysterious killer that we now know is Cain. Knox does as she says, it is finally the D-Day. Everything looks good. Cain wins the first battle against one contestant and then Selena wins the other. The final battle is going to be between Cain and Selena. You might be wondering, why did not she t- like why didn't she tell Kaol Cain was behind the murders. Well, she did not, since if she did, she will have had to explain the secret corridors and that she could, like, you know, and that she had access to her freedom. So she was like, yeah, like, um, I won't be able to tell him. So, yeah. And well, before the last battle, like, well, before the first battle, actually, Cal offers her his sword, which is basically confessing his feelings, like, come on. But Nehemia comes to and offers her weapon from, like, her land. And I shall remind you that, like, her, like, her kingdom has not surrendered her to the king. So, like, uh, this is, like, a political statement. And, well, Selena takes Nehemia's weapon and well she's making a statement with this and well the king tells the first two champions to drink wine and they do it is calting the girl i told you about the gold digger who brings the wine to cain and, and selena and like and calting is smiling at selena as she gives her the cup of wine and selena is like mm, weird but like okay because like they don't like each other so like she's weirded out that calting is so nice to her right now the battle begins. Selena starts to feel bad. Her body is slower and her thoughts are foggy. Cain tells her it is because she was drugged and now she is going to die because he's planning on killing her even if they are not supposed to kill each other. They start fighting and Selena is losing big time. Kaol and Jordan are like, what the fuck? 
they know something is wrong, but they can't interfere. And then Selena starts to see demons that Cain was summoning, and she could see them thanks to the drug. Then Cain teases her about the death of her parents, which was quite traumatizing. So she's like, like you know, she's not good like physically and not good mentally. He hits her and sends her flying away, and she's severely injured and on the floor. Cowell comes and tells her to stand up. He's urging her. It is thanks to him that she manages to stand up and continue fighting. And at some point, her pendant flies away. I think it is actually after that, after her pendant flies away that she starts seeing the demons or something. And well, Elena finally appears and absorbs the venom out of her system. Well, the like the drug, not venom, or, but the drug. And once her mind is clear, she wins the fight. She then goes to her booth where she realizes it was actually Nehemia who helped her by summoning Elena. Selena collapses on Dorian's arms and as they were gonna go look for a doctor, Cain came and was about to kill her. But then Kaol drew his sword and killed him before he had the chance to kill her. Selena needs to stay in bed for a few days since she was severely injured. Nehemia and Dorian alternate to take care of her. Kaol does not come to visit her. Her puppy, however, is so sweet and is there with her all the time and like he's, he's the sweetest and well, Nehemia brings her back her pendant, eventually one of her guards found it and well, Celiana, uh, Selena, sorry, I cannot pronounce her name, it's so complicated, can sleep soundly again now that she has her pendant back and then Cowl comes to pick her up um, one day and takes her to the king, so she signs her contract to become his personal assassin. The king tells her though that if she fails any of the missions, he's gonna kill Cal. If she fails another mission, he's gonna kill Nehemia and then Nehemia's family. So uh, Selena is like, okay, <laughs> big yikes. So she signs the contract, but she's stressed about it. Selena later on talks with Cowell, or it is earlier, I am not sure, but she gives him a hug and thanks him for saving her. Cowell is like, you're welcome, but he's still traumatized by having killed Cain. It was his first kill, so he's really traumatized by it. And while they were hugging, Dorian arrives and he's like, mm, what is going on here? And I was like, oh my gosh, this love triangle is so horrible because they're best friends oh, the suffering is so horrible and while Kaol leaves and then she explains her journey was a friend thing and then she breaks up with Dorian she tells him it is unprofessional they date while being her uh, like his father's assassin and he's like but and she's like but let's stay friends buddy I kind of forgot to mention but after they kiss they're like kind of a thing but like they're not official you know so they're like dating but not really and well <laughs> after being friend zoned Dorian is like okay and I was like my poor dude like he was so friend zoned oh Dorian I ship them but I also ship her with Cal with Cal oh, frustrating I am suffering a lot guys like this love triangle is killing me this is no joke the pain is real but well Cal comes in like later to his to her room and she tells him she broke up with with Dorian and like he's like good and well like the end but there is also this one scene before 
where the duke, uh, like Duke Parrington, is talking to the king, um, and well, I can I forgot to mention, but like it was the duke who manipulated Caltain into poisoning Selena, and then when she almost, uh, and then like when because Selena like won, she kind of like Caltain kind of loses it, and well, she lost it actually, and she t like she was yelling and she was telling the duke in front of everyone, you told me to do it and it did not work and like she was yelling she was like like she lost it and he and he said i did i do not know what you're talking about oh you tried to kill selena <gasps> so shocking and everyone believes him and she is sent to a cell and well dream but yeah going back to like the present yeah duke parenter and the king are talking and like they're talking about this and the king knew like all about this and about Cain's magic and they are also mentioned uh, they also mentioned manipul like that the duke manipulated Caltain's uh, mind with something that's like similar to magic so they are working together and they are for sure up to no good and they are using magic which is kind of funny taking into account the king like took it as his own personal quest to eradicate magic and well now the end end now, time for my overall opinion. I really, really like this book. I liked a lot the characters. Selena is a bad bitch. She is amazing. I love her energy. She is badass and beautiful, and I love she knows she is beautiful. I admire her confidence. She is amazing. Dorian and Cowell, oh my gosh, they are both cuties, and they are so interesting in different ways, and they are best friends, and they both like the same girl, and she likes them both. Oh, my heart. I swear it feels like the Infernal Devices trilogy all over again. I can choose which one I like better. I suffer a lot, guys. This is pure pain. And well, Nehemia. She's so cool. I want to get to know her better. She sounds like a really interesting character. Also, I have so many questions about this world, about the origins of the characters. I am so excited to read the next books and I kinda do not want to read the novellas. I just want Want to read book two because i want to know what happens next but i know i need to read the novellas first but it sucks because in those she will be with the boy she used to be in love who died i know i'm gonna like him but then he's gonna die so i know i'm gonna suffer even more this is really frustrating but well back to the review i find this world super interesting i can wait to read more about it like i'm sure there's gonna be fae and like magic and i really want to know like what's gonna happen i read this book super fast because i needed to know what was gonna happen next i like that sarah added mystery with the with the murders i could not stop reading i needed to know who was behind them i think i read this book in like a day then the king working with magic nothing is what it seems i am so excited to see how all this evolves the only thing i will say is that it was somehow predictable like obviously the killer was cain and not nehemia and the king is obviously evil and he's into sketchy stuff so far i think i'm going to give this book a 4.5 out of 5 stars 
This episode has finally come to an end. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please rate, share, and subscribe to my channel. It should not take you more than 30 seconds, and it will help me a lot. Also, please go follow me on Instagram at your favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of this show. I will see you next week with the retelling of Wicked by Jennifer L. Armentrude. Take care and see you next week. Goodbye now.